0: Hello, my friends, Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah on a beautiful fall day, joined by the big fella, the chairman, Brian Huntsaker. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day, Brian, absolutely, although what we're going to address today might not be so beautiful. Let me lay out a scenario for you, Brian, and, and the topic today for everybody listening is the market's next move? What do we believe the market's going to do next, or what's our thoughts on the market? Hey, but well let me lay it out for you.
1: First. Okay, I'll let you lay it hey, out.
0: Let me lay it out. Inflation today above six percent, just brutal, hitting every American. When you fill up your truck, it's expensive, right? We've got more container ships off the coast of California. I I read 111 container ships with nowhere to go because the supply chain is a complete disaster. We've got a, what, $1.5 trillion infrastructure deal going through, roughly through uh, its past, that has very little to do with infrastructure. We've got... The Fed, which is going to taper soon and raise interest rates at some point, sooner rather than later. We've got um, home prices that have gone parabolic. I mean, it's insane, these moves in home prices. And then you've got China. Are you about done? <laughs> no, I haven't gone on China yet. You're, this is China. De- this is
1: depressing. Come on. China's
0: going to invade Taiwan. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, they're going to kill all their public companies because that's what they want to do. All right, Brian. That all said. Oh, one more thing. Mm. Warren Buffett famously said this. He said the rule number one of investing is do not lose money. Rule number two, refer to rule number one. And I didn't get that perfect. Don't forget rule number one. Yeah, there you go. You know better. Something like that. With all that said, Brian, it's a beautiful morning. But what's the market going to do next? That being the backdrop,
1: that's that's a question that uh, you get a lot. I get a lot. I think we all get get that question probably probably more than any other question. You know, what's your outlook for the you know the current market? Is the market uh, going to have a correction? And how often do we meet? Uh, maybe I'll throw a question back to you. How often do we meet and talk about? Where you know where the next move in the markets
0: you know going to be? We that's just we only address that when we're in a client meeting and the client asks us, right? And then we kind of look at each other like, does anybody know that?
1: No, nobody knows that. So why waste a lot of energy and time and effort and on on that subject? But because wait, because you, it's a it's it's an unknowable question. <laughs>
0: but wait, okay. Warren Buffett said, "I can't lose money." It's rule number one and number two. So how do I, how do I, with with that market backdrop, which is scary, how do I, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as a client right now, right, not as a portfolio manager at Iron Gate, how do I think about not losing money and all the headwinds and the doom and gloom that are ahead of us? What do I do? What should I do? Well, I'll tell you.
1: I guess I'll tell you what I do, <laughs> Perfect. and and uh, I don't really think about or care really what's going to happen in the next tomorrow in the market or the next day or the next three months or the next six months. I'm looking out three years from now um, and where I think the market will be. Where I think it's not really so much where the market will be, it's but it's where our invest our companies that we own, where they will be, where the values of those businesses will be. And when I think about it in those terms, I really don't care what, necessarily what the market's going to do tomorrow. Um, but we do pay attention to what the market's doing. And when the market gives us opportunities in specific companies that we like, that we think are great, great businesses that we want to own for the next 3, 5, 10 years or lo- even longer, um, then we take advantage of that those opportunities. You know, Buffett has a great uh, little story. talks about Mr. Market and uh and that's that's what we're looking for. I mean I, I think maybe a lot of listeners are familiar with that story, but basically when Mr. Market gives you opportunities um you take advantage of it. You don't Mr. take market being the
0: stock market. Yeah,
1: and you don't take it you don't take your advice or cues from from the market. But when the market gives you opportunities, when it's acting irrationally, when prices are irrational, when when valuations are irrational like they were um in March of 2020, when stocks went down 37% in 30 days um, that was an opportunity and and uh in fact that was you know I've been I think you have a quote about Bill Miller this might be the time to talk about it but you know Bill Miller's talked about there's five great opportunities incredible opportunities where the market was irrational in his lifetime or I think he said four mm-hmm. and in his one of his letters in in the spring of uh 2020 he said this is the fifth time that where the market has given us incredible opportunities in, in his 40-year career. Now, I've been in the business around 30 years. And, uh, you know, I've, there's there's just a few times where stocks are in, becoming incre- incredible opportunities because of the market is acting irrational.
0: So, and, and we'll look at Bill Miller. One thing he did say, incredible portfolio manager. I read his Q3 letter. And in it, he said, after naming all of these things that are wrong (laughs) in the world right now, he says, one thing I'm pretty confident of is that 12 months from now, these worries will have been replaced by a new set of worries, Mm -hmm. which is totally true. But tell me this. What does Warren Buffett mean when he says rule number one and rule number two? If it doesn't apply to the market, which it doesn't, what does he What does he mean by that? He means he's he's
1: buying incredibly strong businesses that over over the long term he feels very confident that he's not going to lose money in those investments. And if you look at our approach, which is you know really um, we follow the you know the best the Warren Buffett methodology it's you know something that I read about 30 years ago mm-hmm. and
0: it's a backbone of our firm it's the
1: backbone yeah. of our firm and uh, it's, it's about identifying great businesses with durable competitive advantages that over a long period of time if you just let them do their thing the odds of losing money losing you know that rule number one and number two two um the odds of you losing money b- become i think very low if you if you're a long-term investor. Now if you're a short-term investor, say let's say the next one or two even 3 years and say hey I want to buy this stock and I'm going to time it right and I'm going to you know get That's in hard. and out of it, then 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 th- that is real risk and I think the odds of losing money are greater than if you're in it own a great business and you pay a reasonable price and good management, all those things that we talk about, I think the odds are diminished not zero but lower definitely a lot lower very acceptable yeah
0: so when warren buffett says do not lose money he's not referring to the market in any way shape or form no he's not it's a hundred percent the business that he's buying
1: and and when you watch and i say this all the time cnbc uh, the financial news all they talk about is Taking, you know, putting money, putting your chips on the table, reducing, you know, taking money risk off on, the table. Risk off. Yeah, risk what's on. What's the market going to do? What's the market going to do? That's that's the conversation in the financial news, and that's not that's not how Buffett thinks about it. He never thinks about, you know, he and Charlie Munger don't sit there and think about oh, what's the market going to do tomorrow, and make any investment decisions based on on that opinion.
0: So Bill Miller, who we refer to, who we love. Uh, I think because he has the same mentality. He said this, when I'm asked what I worry about in the market, the answer is usually nothing because everyone else in the market seems to spend an inordinate amount of time worrying, (laughs) which is so true. That's what you just said, CNBC, Uh, any financial media, right? And he continues, and so all the relevant worries seem to be covered. My worries won't have any impact except to detract, this is the important part, detract from something much more useful, which is trying to make good long-term investment decisions. So if we focus on the market, and that's all of our focus, then we're not able to find the great businesses of the world to invest in. And then we can't adhere to what Warren Buffett's even talking about with rule number one and rule number two. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so if a client comes in, or a friend, or a neighbor, or whomever, and they ask Brian, what do you think the market's going to do next? Based on what we've said, what's the best reply? Well, I had a... Who cares? No. I don't (laughs) say... I hope it goes down.
1: No, yeah. I mean, really, I've heard Buffett say this uh, many times, that if you're going to be a net investor, meaning putting money in the market over, say, the next 10 years. So you're not retired. You're not withdrawing your investments and living on your investments, but you're actually accumulating, you're trying to accumulate wealth. You should pray that the market goes down and that prices are attractive. I mean, those those opportunities, If if the market's always high and you're always having to buy you know, higher valuations, that's just going to hurt your future returns. And so really, investors should look for or actually wish that the market would go down to give them opportunities to invest. To load up. I mean, our our whole process is based on, you know, we, we calculate the value of a business and what prices we'd be willing to pay for it and what prices look attractive to us and where we get more aggressive and uh when when price, but it's all based on when the prices go down it's not we don't we don't get more aggressive or more active when the prices are higher it's actually just the opposite when prices go down that's when we become active and start buying more
0: which can be stock specific but also driven down by the market
1: yeah driven yeah. down like like in March when everything went down you know March of 2020 but also stock specific when a particular company goes down that we like and we think it's down for you know, not maybe temporary reasons or uh, doesn't really hurt the fundamentals of the business have, haven't changed. Uh, we look at that as an opportunity to put more money to work and to invest at good prices. And, and guess what? You know what that will do over the long term, five and 10 years from now, that'll increase your investment returns.
0: So, when somebody you're just telling me then, when somebody asks, What do you, what do you think the market's going to do? We don't know, but we, we hope, especially for those that are accumulating money, it goes down. For those in retirement, you know we got a plan, so you can weather whatever comes your way but
1: i would I would prefer that prices stay rational, meaning you know near near fair value in general um i mean that, I think that's i don't like it when the market or when some of our stocks get overpriced or businesses that we like i mean we have, we're following about fifty companies and only about 15 to, to, you know, 5 to 15 of them are in our accumulation range right now. There's only about 5 of them that are actually in our, you know, full allocation, full full buy. But, you know, I would love if all 50 of them were and we could just cherry pick and just there would be some great investment opportunities. But it's not. You know, markets are generally, generally trade around fair values, uh, especially in this environment where we have low interest rates. You know, valuations are, are higher than, than what we generally see. But we think that in the backdrop of low interest rates, uh, where we're at now, we think stocks are still a, the best game in town by far.
0: No question. Yeah. With inflation where it is. So here's the thing, too, about the market. We we had a list of worries at the very beginning of this podcast. Folks at home know that that list of worries is known to the market. And so the market has priced Many of those things in. and We'll continue to price it in. But here's the thing. The next bear market, the next big shock to the system, will be something that no one is even talking about right now. It'll be something that is not listed in everything that I listed, although that might have a short-term correction adjustment to it. But the next big thing will be something that no one's even talking about right
1: now. That's so true. When you think about coronavirus. You think of the big market corrections we've had historically. Coronavirus wasn't really on anybody's radar, and that's why it was such a shock to the market and the unknown, the uncertainty with that. And then you go back to the financial crisis, and what was the big shock there? Well, when the, the, the government, the, our country, allowed some of these big investment banks to fail, and no one ever thought that was possible. And once that was like, whoa, that can happen, then the market, you know, It freaked Freaked.
0: out, yeah. So worrying about these things that people read in the headlines doesn't do anyone any good. It's all about the businesses that we own and understanding the risk to that specific business. That's rule number one and rule number two. Yeah. As far as the market goes, to sum things up, we don't know where it's going. We have no idea. All that we know are the businesses that we own (laughs) within our clients and our own portfolio.
1: I think it's important to understand that uh, Wall Street is the the whole uh, financial system. I, I want to, I guess, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I mean, it's there to make money, right? It's there to make money. And trading stocks, active trading is how Wall Street makes money. And uh, it, it's not how you make money, but that's how Wall Street makes money. And Newspapers and media. How do they make money? Well, by getting more eyeballs to look at their their screen or their fear their their magazine. And how do they do that? Well, they it's fear, and they and so what sells is fear. Gre- you know, greed and 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 uh, fear. That's what sells. And so all the time, the headlines out there are. are you know what's possible. What you know, it may not be likely, it may not be probable, but they th- they throw out everything possible thing out there that could could happen or you know some sort of disaster, potential disaster. They talk about that and over and over and over again, even though it's very unlikely, it's a low probability, but they have nothing else to talk about. That's that's what sells. <laughs> so just Amen, just realize that you know Wall Street is not there. They're not your friend, and really, they're they're really their enem your enemy. As an investor, you should really ignore a lot of the stuff that you read on Wall Street and financial news and media. And, and focus on focus on the, the business. business. Yep, exactly.
0: Amen, brother. Amen, so brother. with that said, my friends, don't worry about the market. Focus on the businesses you own. Until next time, bye now. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.